Jesus is enough, and yes, I am a different person than Derek. Normally, you hear his voice introducing the podcast, but today we're doing a special insider episode, so you get to start off with uh, the lovely tones of my voice. And uh, I'm Caleb Berg, and I'm joined today with Derek Levandusky. How you doing? That's it? That's it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go further. Okay, we'll, normally we'll just... I throw some, you know, <laughs> crack some joke, you know, when I'm introducing Oh, you. the joke is coming. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just got to think of it first. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, I usually, I usually depend on the spirit as well. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed, well, uh, we're a bit punch drunk today in, in taping this, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. Um, this is this is us recording like episode five or six of the day. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're feeling the weight of uh, this grand and lofty radio work that we do uh, in in the Grace Walk Studios here uh, at Grace Life Church. The elaborate Grace Walk Studios. Yes, uh, it's more of a, a mobile setup, but you don't know that. So for all you know, it looks like Abbey Road in London or something like that. And so yeah, that's what that's what we get to work with. Uh, but today. We are doing a special episode, um, a special insider episode. Uh, and on these insider episodes, we give you a little peek into our lives, a little peek into the things that may be going on, uh, ministry-related, on more of like a personal level. So um, we've talked about in some of these episodes, um, you know, music and things like that uh, that we've been part of. But uh, today we're talking about... Uh, Derek and his family uh, going off into the wild unknown of Clarksville, Tennessee, to plant a church. And so at the time of recording this, it's uh, in June, uh, but by the time that this podcast makes it to um, the interwebs and thus into your ears, um, I'm not really sure when it will be. So it's possible by the time this one airs, yeah. you're down in Tennessee. That's true. Yeah. Um we're we're walking on water right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean that's that's God's way. Um, yeah. He calls you to when He calls you, He calls you to walk by faith and not by sight. And, and oftentimes, the journeys that He takes us on are journeys where He simply says, "Come and follow Me," and you follow Him. And yeah, you know you don't trust in necessarily what you see or necessarily even understand all about where you're going. You just know yeah. who you're following. And Jesus told us to go. Um, yeah. As much as I am able to ascertain God's will through the process <laughs> that, you know, with which he speaks to to me and to, to his people, um, you know, through uh, my own heart and my family's hearts, uh, my extended family's hearts, my, my family in Christ, you know, the eldership here, um, his word, prayer, fasting, Jesus wants us to do this, yeah. and so uh, right now we we uh, are waiting to close on our house here, working through some uh, some title issues there, and, yeah. and uh, asking the Lord to help clear those up so that we can move down there. and And uh, the housing market is just wild and crazy right now, and very competitive, <laughs> and we don't even know where we're going to live right now. But uh, we're, we're we've moved our boat, yeah. Uh, we've aimed our boat that direction, and uh, we're headed to Clarksville. 
So where did this come from? You know, I I can't remember just because, you know, whatever, but ha- how much we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, so for our listeners, maybe there's some, some new listeners who weren't even aware that this was on the radar. Um, where did this come from? Well, we uh, planted Grace Life Church in 2010 uh, with a core team of uh, six families. Um, you know, the church is now... You know, 11 years old, it's doing well. Uh, I'm grateful for God's grace at work among us. Um, my wife and I were heading to my brother-in-law's wedding in December, and what began as a lighthearted conversation about the possibility of life change became a very serious conversation within the month uh, about planting again. And um, even the idea of uh, me moving in and working you know, in a way where my gifts are maximized. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a guy who, I'm a risk taker. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a start, I start things. Um, I'm a groundbreaker. Uh, that's sort of my, some of my gifts from yeah. the Lord. And um, so we just began to investigate the possibility of uh, if we did that, where might we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, along with this, we, we have... You know, we've desired to find a way to keep our family connected. My my daughter Joy goes to McKendree University in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, in the top women's wrestling program in the country. She's captain of the team out there. She's a big part of that program and culture. My daughter Esther is also uh, a female wrestler. And when I say wrestling, I don't mean like WWE, like <laughs> you know, jumping off the ropes and el- you know, flying elbows and stuff. I mean like competitive. You know, high school and college, they do folk-style wrestling, but women do freestyle wrestling. I don't know how to explain all that to everybody, but, um, you know, that Olympic wrestling, you know, uh, or high school-like wrestling, those, those type mm-hmm. of styles. And um, uh, they're very good at it. They love it. And, and they're in St. Louis. My daughter, Grace, who's 23 years old, is moving to Nashville for her music career. And, um, and we've... Uh, so we want to, you know, keep our family connected, and that'll be a way we can do that. Instead of being 13 hours from my daughters, we'll be three hours and uh, 45 minutes from Nashville. Clarksville's on the north uh, west side of Nashville, uh, about 45 minutes away, a city of 120,000 people. And part of what led us to uh, Tennessee um, and Clarksville was. Um, we're in the Acts 29 movement, and Acts 29 uh, in the southeast region has a pretty strong presence in Tennessee, in particular, a pretty strong presence in the Nashville area. And we noticed that, and we also noticed that there was no um, there was no Acts 29 church in the Clarksville area. So we began to investigate with regional A29 guys, and in particular, uh, made a connection with Scott Thomas from mm-hmm. uh, Emmanuel there in Nashville, and just started talking and dreaming and. You know, hey, is, is this something that, you know, the the, the brothers uh, in this region have been praying for? Is this an area that, uh, you know, the the region would uh, be supportive of us planting a church? And you know, is there a desire for this? And and then my wife and I went down and did a scout trip, and you know, we really loved the area. We met some people, um, you know, on the family side. Uh, Tennessee is a, a decent wrestling state, especially uh, they have girls sanctioned high school wrestling. And um, I have a 12-year-old daughter who's uh, an amazing athlete and an amazing young wrestler. Um, 
and I would love it if she didn't have to wrestle boys in high school like my other two daughters did. <laughs> um, so she'll get to be in a in a female high school wrestling program, and we met some of the coaches there. It just like it started. All the boxes started being checked, and all the lights started turning yeah. green, and, and it just looked like a, a very ripe area uh, to plant a church, working with um, our movement, Acts Twenty Nine, um, in an area where I felt like our family could thrive. Yeah. Um, in the short and long term. So um, after that scout trip down there, and you know, we kind of walked away going, "Yeah, we could." We could envision living here, and yeah. um, we could we could see this happening. And of course, you you're on the eldership team here, and you you are in the, the the church side process of just communicating that to you and yeah. asking you guys to pray I, with actually, us. Actually, I just learned about this yesterday. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Minutes before the show. <laughs> Minutes before the show, I discovered this. No, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. You know, I mean, it, it's it's June now. Where, where did the rest of the year go? I'm not certain. It's just flown by. Um, but God is working. I can I can say he's been faithful through this whole process. And it's exciting. Um, people have asked me, like, especially in the last week, how you feeling? How you feeling? Um, I don't know why they're asking me that. They should be asking you that. Um, but I just tell everybody, I, do you got like an hour? Because I can tell you how I'm feeling maybe if I've got an hour because there's this weird mix of emotions. I'm so excited for you guys to watch you venture off into what I think the Lord has definitely confirmed is his will. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, sad. You know, like it, it's always sad to see, yeah. you know, friends and brothers and sisters in Christ go off um, to do something different. But it's not sad in the sense of like I feel like something has come to an end because it truly hasn't. Um, it's just, you know, the, the distance, whatever. Yeah. But um, it, it is an exciting time. And so, um, yeah, I feel all sorts of emotions. I know you do too. But I, I do have, you know, a follow-up question to all this as as you've elaborated on what drew you to Clarksville. But what drew you, and, and this can be a question relating to when you first began with this um, back in 2010, and probably even before that with mm-hmm. Grace Life, you know, that was a vision not not relatively confined to 2010. Um, but just in general, why church planting? Mm. Well, um, those who know my story, and, and I won't go deeply into it, know that uh, back in 2001 through 2003, I went through a, a very severe wilderness that lo- the Lord really used to introduce me to the doctrines of grace and um, Reformed theology, and, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, just just a grasp, a deeper grasp of uh, what Paul called the gospel of God's grace. Hmm. Um, I I understood like grace in salvation, initial salvation, but my you know walking out sanctification was a total disaster, and so I was very legalistic. Um, you know, I was uh, in a, in a culture where um, doctrine wasn't emphasized, and so I I, I loved Jesus. I, I dedicated my life to Jesus, but I didn't know how to think gospel. And so, you know, we've talked about this on our last few episodes from Galatians. It was inevitable that legalism had to fail me. Mm-hmm. And so I came into that season and that, that wilderness time when I went through that just intense time of depression and struggled terribly with anxiety disorders and panic attacks for a 
for a season, but that was a classroom for me. It drove me to the vine. You know, mm-hmm. that's what Jesus said would happen when the gardener cuts and prunes mm-hmm. the tree. It drives it to the vine. And I was driven to Christ, and and I just came out of that with such a a higher view of God's sovereignty, a deeper and wider view of God's love and grace, of the sovereignty of God in my salvation, of the sufficiency of Christ in my salvation, um, and of the of the incredible warmth of the love of the Father for me. Um, so, if you're asking where the church plant came from, it came from that. It came yeah. from um, just such a passion for the gospel that I said, man, I want to be a part of building something hmm. with other people where we are building a community and a culture of grace that people can come and live their lives and grow in the gospel and grow in the life of the Spirit and in the doctrines and the experience of the grace of God in a way where we're, you know, we're building a church culture where, where that is being lived out. And we're on mission, reaching people for Christ. Yeah. Um, and so I began to dream about that, you know, as the Lord began to uh, resurrect and restore me, um, you know, in 2004, 2005, and it was 2010 that we planted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we've been deeply committed to that idea that, you know, I, I was talking to a group of pastors yesterday, and I meant, I meant what I said, that our resolution from the beginning is the gospel mm-hmm. of grace will build this church or we must fail. Yeah. And we're all in on that. We're all in on the apostles' teaching, and we're all in on grace. And that that's gonna that's gonna be the mark of our teaching and our culture. Or let's fail. You know, yeah. I don't want it to succeed if it's built on human wisdom or uh, you know uh, human you know, you know the things we can do, human yeah. production and manipulation to mm-hmm. gain a crowd. Uh, we wanted that growth that was from the Lord, and that's what we have here. And you know, you've been a part of it, and and uh, you've contributed to it, and and you've been a blessing for that and been blessed by it and um we want we want to reproduce that you know we, yeah. we, we see a need for that in, in clarksville uh tennessee and you know our our early visit there i, I think there's some good churches there you know it's, it's a i mean a medium-sized city i guess uh or maybe some would even consider it a small city of 120,000 people uh military base there fort campbell just outside on the uh northwest side of the city on the kentucky border so there's a huge military presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, there's, there's also, I've lived in the Bible Belt before. I've lived in the South. I've lived in Texas. And, you know, I, I know what it's like to have a, a form of godliness with no yeah. power. I know what cultural Christianity is like where people uh, are card-carrying, you know, they, they have their insurance, they have their, their Christian card, and yet they, yeah. they don't have the life of the Spirit. I, you know, and uh, I, I know there's a lot of, uh, I guess I'll call it celebrityism there, mm-hmm. especially in the Nashville area. Um, and we just want to get back to Acts two forty two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayer. Just the simplicity of gospel ministry and gospel culture, and and build that in Clarksville, where people can come and and be healed by the gospel, and go out into the community as healed people, and and um, you know, one beggar telling another beggar where to find yeah. bread, and uh, and bring Christ uh, and the simplicity of Christ in that way. I think. Uh, I think Clarksville seems ripe for that and hungry for that, and I think there are some doing that in certain pockets there, but we want to we want to go there and do our part as we believe yeah. Christ is calling us there. Amen. You know, uh, this next bit is not so much a question, although you can you can answer it, so to speak. Um, but as as I'm thinking of how to frame it, you know, listening to what you're saying about 
you know, why you planted Grace Life and, and even the undergirding tones of why you're planting in Clarksville. Um, the reason for church planting, why it exists and why we're passionate about it, um, you know, whether at Grace Life or just within the Acts 29 movement or other church planting networks, because, you know, that's the one of the cool things about the relationships that you've built already down there. You've connected with other church planting, uh, you know, spearhead movements type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, one of the the chief reasons for this is that we recognize that there are people out there who are still lost. Um, you know, we reference uh, the scripture that says there are many in this city, you know, that, that are mine. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. but um, Paul and Corinth. Yeah, so there are many in Avon. There are many in the Rochester area, but there are also many in Clarksville. Uh, that the Lord is sending us all out to, um, which, you know, is is kind of the heartbeat behind all this. But, you know, the accusation could be made, well, there are churches already. Why not just send them there? Mm-hmm. Well, church planting and really the local church is the mission of Christ to the nations. And, and I know, you know, I've heard this over and over and over from you, um, but we do believe that it's the single most effective means of reaching the lost is Mm -hmm. the local church. So, you know, I've known you for a while and I've known, I've seen your giftings um, in in different ways and different facets, you know, whether it's the music, um, evangelism, you know, writing, teaching, you know, just all these areas. Uh, But at the end of the day, we're we're fishermen Mm -hmm. and we're trying, we're trying to bring the gospel to people who have not yet believed. So, um, as you go into Clarksville, and as you've already noted, it's it's the Bible Belt, it's the South. There's a lot of nominal Christianity, um, but yet the heartbeat remains the same: is to bring the gospel. Um, I don't I don't really know if there's a question here so much, but um, the vision for doing this. Um, it's very much like a pioneer missions type of thing. So, how do you prepare? Uh, for Clarksville right now, spiritually, like heading towards that direction of what you're about to do, the labor you're about to embark on, like where's where's your heart at, um, and like how do you embark on this next phase of of your mission uh, for for the gospel? Well, first let me just uh, kind of amen what you were saying about evangelism. You know, it's um, uh, I mean, even research has shown that if you're talking about what the most effective evangelistic method is for reaching a community. Uh, and, and I'm a guy who was involved for years before I was involved uh, in in church planting and even being on local church staff. Um, I was involved in you know pretty radical evangelism, street evangelism, you know big crowd evangelism here and overseas. Um, but the most effective way of reaching a community evangelistically is planting a new church, and um, and and it also has longevity, and you have obviously built in. Uh, discipleship, because the Great Commission, after all, is not just go and preach the gospel, but it's make disciples. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make disciples if you're just doing, you know, a single outreach and then yeah. moving on. You know, God can certainly use any efforts we do for His name. Um, so, um, how do I prepare for uh, for that? Um, well, you know, first of all, the Lord's been speaking to me about trusting Him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I already mentioned it's a little bit of an Abraham's journey, you know, just like the Lord said, go. Didn't give all the details. 
uh, he said go. And um, there is that, um, that hope that I think anyone has who's on a mission for God that uh, the accompanying promises of the command to go are also with you. Surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's with us. Um, he's with us to provide for us. He's with us to open doors for us to, you know, for my family, obviously, to be provided for and, and, uh, and settle in that area. But, uh, but primarily and ultimately the open doors of ministry, the open doors into homes and hearts and, and lives and people. And, you know, we anticipate that within the next 10 years, you know, we're going to be able to affect thousands of people for Christ. Yeah. Um, when I was in Africa, there was a man named Reverend Kunda, and whenever we met with him, he would almost always abruptly end the meetings, and he would say, I need to go. He's, he would say, people are waiting for me. Hmm. And I, I, I said to my senior worker one time, I said, what does he mean by that? People are waiting for him. He goes, he's talking about unbelievers. He's talking about people who don't know Christ, that hmm. God has divine appointments for him, and those people are waiting for him to go and share the gospel with them. And so he has this urgency and he was an older guy. I feel like he was like a young elderly guy. And he was just like, people are waiting for me. I must go. I must go preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's that passion, I think, that drives the missionary. Um, and that, that sense of divine destiny that there are people waiting for my family. They're, they're waiting for me in Clarksville to go and preach the gospel. And they will come uh, because we believe that we're not beating the air. We believe yeah. in election. We believe, as you already cited, like Paul went to Corinth, God said, for I have many, don't fear, I have many people in the city. Yeah. God has many people in Clarksville, and we, wanna, we want to call them to Jesus through the preaching of the gospel and work with anyone uh, in the city who wants to do that, who wants to be involved in that type of gospel ministry. We're going to partner with them. We're going to encourage them. We're going to fellowship with them. We're going to you know, work with them any way we can. So um, as far as practically, um, you know, we're raising support for the mm-hmm. first two years um, of the church plant, which is typically, uh, you know, the <laughs> the valley that you have to walk through uh, yeah. in planting anything new, um, and especially in church planting to uh, just get the church off the ground, so to speak, and some of the practical things that you need, um, whether it's you know resources for uh, a gathering, you know, a facility, sound system, um, you know, different needs that you know legal yeah. uh, documents just to establish as a church that, that arise, uh, as well as the needs of our family, uh, just to have provision to, to live and have a roof over our heads and yeah. food on the table. So we, we've been raising support for uh, the first two years of that. Um, and, uh, you know, some might, there may be a need after that, but we, we've only asked for a two-year commitment from people. And so far, I think we're at 35% okay. of the support raised. And uh, we're also raising... I think the number was around $10,000 in one-time gifts to um, uh, help meet some of the needs that we have in transitioning and getting there. One of the things we're going to do is, um, uh, those that know me know I'm deeply involved in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. We, we ran a, a, a faith-based wrestling community here in western New York called Slingshot Wrestling Club. Uh, had dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of, of – yeah, hundreds of uh, – uh, kids come through that that program over the ten years that we established it, and it was definitely a way that we built a bridge to the community and you know created a presence in the community and got to know a lot of families and different people and a number of people you know came to uh, in connection to our our church fellowship that way a number of people came to Christ that way um, and so we're gonna we're gonna establish a wrestling club there 
we've already connected with uh, some of the local Christian wrestling coaches that are involved in high school programs, and they're very hungry for this. And um, so uh, that's one of the first things we'll do as well. And um, and uh, also, so we're going to buy some wrestling mats, like that's part of the one-time <laughs> yeah. gifts. And then um, one of the things I want to do, our family's going to do immediately, is just make connections. We're going to mm-hmm. begin to attend uh, Emmanuel uh, Nashville uh the church that Ray Ortland uh, and his team started there and just get to know people, just connect with people there and our, our regional brothers and sisters in Christ. And then um, and then just get to know our local uh, Christian and not yet Christian community. And just uh, the, the scripture the Lord gave us, I can't name the psalm exactly, was uh, dwell dwell on the land and do good. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the plan. Just go down there, yeah. make connections, build relationship, dwell on the land and do good, establish probably a... Uh, a small group in my home, uh, hopefully this fall, and then uh, by early to mid next year, launch a, a weekend gathering. Yeah, I think you know that idea of dwelling in the land and do good. I think that's one one thing that people uh, might easily like toss out the window as non applicable or something like that. But th- like, there's so much wisdom in that. Like, you know, when we moved up here, I was I was actually telling somebody about this the other day. They asked, like, why, why did we pick the town we, we moved to? Mm-hmm. Because the church is in Avon, but I live in Geneseo, about 15 minutes, you know. And um, I, I said it was intentional. It was intentional to go dwell there. Mm-hmm. You know, we picked that spot because, uh, well, there was a number of reasons, but one of those reasons was we thought, well, let's pick a spot where there's a lot of people coming and going. It's a college town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we landed there and we thought, let's just get to know people. And it takes time. It's not something that like a weekend you're like, man, thousand people came to Christ this week because I live here. Mm-hmm. It, it takes time, but you're building relationships. So, you know, you're going to coffee shops, you're, you're, you're getting your kids involved in things. Maybe you're starting a wrestling program. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, it's looked, you know, differently in that I, you know, I don't do wrestling that's obvious um but you know it's it's other things you know and so um if if you know there's any prospective church planters out there listening to this and they're wondering well i I know how to get to a city but how do i start to get to know people well it's relationship building Mm -hmm. go out and and become known and and hang out with some people yeah it's affinity you know find things you like to do and do it with people that don't know jesus and and don't see the community as antagonistic yeah you know um I think there are those in the community that are antagonistic toward sure. the church and toward God's people. And there's probably some cities and communities that are uh, totally antagonistic. Yeah. And, and Jesus told us what to do. It's th- you didn't preach wrong. You didn't say it wrong. You yeah. just shake the dust off your feet and move on. Um, but I, I have not had that attitude here in Avon. I, I haven't looked at Avon yeah. with antagon- us and them. And we're the, right. you know, we're the, the, the saved, you know. We're the, we're the Christians, and they're the big, bad, e- evil world, everybody outside these doors. We've just tried to love our community well and, and befriend people, and Jesus was the friend of sinners. Just tried to make as many friends as possible um, and find things we like to do. Yeah. And we've encouraged our people to do the same thing, find things you like to do and do it with people who don't know Christ. And in that, you build bridges for God, the bridges of God, uh, to uh, be in the lives of people, to share Christ, and and be there in their crisis moments um, yeah. to to minister the love of God and the word of God to them in those times. And, and, it, and it really becomes to a very natural thing. And even in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, it says they had favor with all the people. Like there, yeah. there, there, was, a, there was a climate there um, 
where they, they had favor within the city and within the community, even though they had adversaries too, right? So yeah. obviously uh, they, they faced eventually great persecution. But um, I don't know. I just don't have that us and them mentality in the sense that I create, I, you know, th- that I teach an escapist culture. Mm-hmm. I teach a go culture where you're, you're living your life, part of your life in the context of not yet Christians where you can engage them for Jesus and literally be in their lives and them in your lives and find those places and spaces where you collide in that way uh, and then just through the natural flow of relationships and, and presence in the community, you begin to reach them for Christ. So I have a couple more like practical questions. Um, you know, like what can people do to kind of join the journey thing? But before I do that, is there anything else that you wanted to can you know just throw out there before I ask those specific questions about how people can support and those things? Anything else you just wanted to tag on to it? Um, Jesus is worth every risk we take for him. Jesus is worth our 20s. He's worth our 30s. He's worth our 40s, our 50s, 60s, 70s. And if you live that long, he's worth your 80s and 90s. And so um, there's no such thing as a, as a wasted life or a wasted season and uh, or or anything, um, I, you know. I just that's how I've lived my life. Yeah. Um, it, and and my wife is we've lived by faith, uh, seeking to give our best to the kingdom of God, uh, and and to be on mission, uh, and on His mission. And so um, I don't know. Just I want to encourage you. Just ask Jesus what He wants you to do for the glory of His name, to spread His name and fame, to spread the aroma of Christ in in your area, your city, your town, your community, your state your country or somewhere in the world. And, um, you know, he, he's worth every moment we give him and, and uh, let's make the most of our time because the days are evil. And that's actually one of the things that kind of, I don't know, that kind of motivated this, mm-hmm. this life change was in some ways, I mean, I, I enjoyed the ministry here at Grace Life and I enjoy teaching and I enjoy what God's doing here. But in some ways I got on cruise control mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, I realized that church planting you know, it, my gifts are suited for church planting. Not everybody has the gifts to do what I do, uh, and that there are other places uh, that have a need for the ground to be broken in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's scary, you know. But it's one of those, you know, you only live once. And you know, how's that old saying go? Only one life, it soon will. Just one life, it soon will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. And uh, I want to live there. I don't want to get in cruise control. Uh, I, I want to. Uh, I want to be on the edge of what God's doing in our time and in our day, and um, even if it means uprooting my family uh, out of a situation that, you know, obviously, honestly, was um, a pretty good situation for our family. You know, we we love Avon, we love this church, we we love it here, um, but there's a call to yeah. go, and so um, I guess I want to turn that back on our audience and just say, ask the Lord. Um, what he would have you to do mm-hmm. and what steps of faith he'd have you to take uh, for his mission and his name. Amen. All right. Well, the practical questions are these. Number one, uh, how can someone get connected in the means of um, to follow along as you plant this church? Uh, what, what's the, how can they like receive updates or you know i know we talked about a website is coming at, mm-hmm. at some point here but like in the meantime how can they keep updated well pretty sure we're going to end up calling this redeemer clarksville 
That's the first time I've said that publicly. <laughs> um, we've already got the domain saved. Um, so there will be a website, Redeemer Clarksville, uh, and that is C L A R K S V I L L E. Uh, there's no E after Clark. Um, <laughs> I had to get that one in my head. Um, so you can be looking for that. Uh, yeah. My Facebook, uh, I have two Facebooks. I have my personal page, um, which I am getting up near the the mark, the, the cap of that. But um, <laughs> I'm going to be cleaning that up soon and hopefully have more room for new friends. Um, <laughs> Boating people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also um, you can follow me on my artist page, which is just Derek Lewandowski. That, that mm-hmm. I made that for my music and speaking years back. And uh, that's unlimited. So you just yeah. like that or follow that. And, and, and I'll be posting some updates there too. Uh, and uh, if you want to email me, you can email me at Derek Lewandowski at gmail.com. That's D-E-R-E-K. L-E-V-E-N-D-U-S-K-Y at Gmail. And um, you can ask, I could send you, you know, the update, mm-hmm. the monthly updates that we send out, let people know what's going on, you know, let our supporters know what's going on, and certainly, certainly be praying for us that God would uh, prosper our journey yeah. in every way. And secondly, you know, how uh, can somebody who's listening to this support financially? Yeah. Um, well, again, we're looking for those who are willing to commit uh, for two years. Uh, really starting this fall, that, that two-year uh, clock would start for those we're, at least we're talking to right now in this podcast. Um, and again, uh, you can email me at DerekLevandusky at gmail.com, and, and I can send you the uh, uh, support letter, or at least a recent letter that gives information about how you can support us. Um, we do have a, uh, a PayPal uh, that you can give that way, or you can you know, write a check and send it via mail. Uh, and that that's all all that information is in the um it's it's going to be in the the newsletter if you do want to support at paypal you can just use my uh my uh email uh to find my paypal account and it's actually isaiah 6 ministries as isaiah 6 ministries uh sort of the not for profit organization that's been the the home of my traveling music and speaking ministry for years mm-hmm. that'll also help uh have a, help us kind of have a spot, a landing spot for the funds we're raising to help support my family and the church until we have the new church established. Perfect. All right. So if you're listening to this, I will post uh, whatever pertinent information that we need in the show notes so that you don't have to like listen with a pen and paper to try to write that down quickly. I'll post it so it's in the show notes and you can just uh, follow that information and uh, give that way or uh, get on the email list that way. And uh, just like a housekeeping note here, as you're listening to this, I don't know, sometime in the future, sometime in July, and and maybe you're listening to this um, even after the fact, like it's dropped and it's been several weeks, uh, we are taking a short respite, if you will. Um, we, we are transitioning, uh, obviously, you know, Derek moving down, um, we're going, we're going to have to tear down the studio. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, that has to be done. Uh, so as we figure out the logistics of how we will record this podcast, we are going to take a brief break. We'll pick back up. Um, I assume we'll jump back in on the sixth chapter of Galatians where we left off. Um, we left off finishing chapter five. So we'll pick up there, but, um, you know, the technology will adjust. We'll be using remote studios, which is the new scientific term for that. 
and uh, you know it's going to be fabulous. Um, the quality will be the same. Uh, the jokes will be just as terrible. And oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be locked and loaded with a bunch of new material. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna spend this summer, which he should be spending <laughs> like prepping for this life altering thing. He's gonna he's gonna spend his summer. This is just how important you are. He's gonna spend this whole summer coming up with some good jokes <laughs> for the podcast about me. It's gonna. That's a teaser, man. Yeah, get ready for Wait, this fall. It's a cliffhanger now, you know. So yeah, um, that's it for this episode. And uh, you know, we're taking this break, uh, but this is a good opportunity for you to maybe like dig back into the archives. Uh, we've got this is our ninety third episode of this podcast. Plus, we had a couple bonus episodes, so there's like ninety five episodes hanging around. So if you've just started listening, you've got some that you can catch up on you know you can dig back into those first episodes and and listen to those but in the meantime uh we're not abandoning the podcast we will be back uh with some fresh new content uh at a later date anything else you want to add no just uh i've appreciated this chapter uh of our lives together working in the lord who knows what the lord has in the future um but uh, also congratulations to you uh on your uh upgraded post here um <laughs> caleb's moving from uh uh a kind of a robust part-time position to a full-time position here at grace life as executive pastor where he's going to be overseeing the uh the uh elder team a team of plurality here to to lead the church and care for the church here in in, uh, in avon uh the scripture says to entrust the ministry to reliable men and brother you mm-hmm. are a reliable man and i'm grateful Thank for you, you and uh look, looking forward to our future together whatever the lord has for for both of us and certainly yeah. this podcast amen likewise uh, i've been i've been listening to this guy since t- 2010 you know going back away so I've, I've been part of this church planting journey um and and i am excited you know I, there's there's tears but there's also a lot of excitement and faith uh, i'm believing for good things well thank yeah. you and thanks for taking the time to yeah. interview me clarksville you gotta get ready <laughs> There's a gospel-centered church heading your way. So, all right. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Yes, you are the pearl that I've been searching for.